We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And this hour on the score is brought to you by Shelton Fireworks, home of the big ones. If I told you, Joe, that this song was uh, like a top five hit this week of 1985, would you believe me? Would you believe that I remember that? I'm not even sure I'm right about that. Yeah, I bet like you it. you're wrong. It seems like it. Eli, look that up for me. Well, it was me. a hit for a long time, right? Yeah, it was big. So I think it was there's pretty, a chance it fell on this week. I'm pretty sure it was big this week. You know who I bet would know that is Bruce Levine. So right now... Let's go out to the SCORE hotline where we're joined by SCORE baseball insider Bruce Levine. You can hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. And you can follow him on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Good morning, I should say. Now, good afternoon, Bruce. Hi, guys. Yeah, 85 sounds right. Okay. That sounds did you, right, Barry. Did you look that up, you know. Eli? Yeah, Eli says I was right. Bruce, how about that? I got one thing right today. That's not bad. And when it's a... <laughs> A song like Glory Days, it's uh, it's outstanding. And Cubs are having kind of their own Glory Days uh, right now, uh, celebrating some run production without the home run ball. That's that's a little different for the Chicago Cubs, and that's kind of what uh, Chili Davis's meeting was all about uh, the other day in Los Angeles. Being a good teammate, what constitutes being a good teammate? Playing the game the right way, hitting the ball the other way not looking to drive a home run out to try to win a game. And uh, it certainly worked to perfection yesterday with 17 singles to be accounting for a good portion of those 14 runs they scored. And to his credit, Bruce, uh, and I don't agree with everything that Joe Madden says and does, but this is something he has harped on day after day after day all season. And uh, I, I don't think it's just Chili Davis. Am I right in assuming that maybe at least, and I'm not saying it will continue, but at least for a, a portion of time, Joe Madden has gotten through to his players. I, I think that's right. But he is, he's been selling this hard since last year and in spring training and all year long. And, you know, he, he is the polar opposite of the OPS guru. He, he, he believes in the RBI. He believes, he said today, you know what? If Albert Omora is he's a guy that has a high batting average, he gets on base and he scores runs. He says scoring runs and driving in runs are still the essence of what baseball is all about. So even though he does use metrics and he doesn't turn his nose up to any type of information that helps, Joe is old school about the fact that he wants players to be able to produce runs without hitting a home run. Which player has impressed you more? Addison Russell or Jason Hayward? Season-wise or the last month? Both of them had terrific months, Joe. I, I mean, uh, I, I would have to say it's, uh, it's, it's Jason Hayward because of the fact that as the Chicago Cub, we hadn't seen it. We hadn't seen him be able to move the ball around with authority. Hit line drives, uh, not hitting the ball on the, on the handle as much, getting himself out 
as much as he did. And, and Joe, again, talked about it today, using his hands. You don't hear it much, as much as you used to, but using your hands to direct the bad head, that is the essence of hitting. And that's what he talked about in a couple of uh, Hayward debates yesterday and, and certainly what uh, it has been taught or at least emphasized by, by Davis to Hayward, uh, the use of his hands and wrists as a function, not being an arm hitter. And especially with tall guys like him at 6'5", you get, you know, when they talk about long swings, a long swing is a guy who's using his arms, not using his wrists and hands, and is getting himself out on pop-ups and, and getting uh, hit on the, uh, on the handle of the bat and grounding out. So that's what Hayward has been doing the best, and he, he has certainly risen to the occasion. I, don't, I still don't think he's going to be a, a 20 to 25 home run guy, but he's been certainly productive um, if, you use, if you use him as a comparison to himself right now. It's night and day as to how he's hitting the ball. Bruce, is there any hope for Tyler Chatwood? Well, you know, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, it's really tough because let's say that uh, he was a, a product of their farm system and he had come up and pitched well. Uh, and uh, where, where, what would they do with him if he, they didn't have a three-year, $13 million commitment to him? Um, he's not, he certainly can't be a bullpen guy with the command issues, right? right? You can't bring him out of the bullpen and have him walk three guys and then have to bring in another pitcher. So – He's either a starting pitcher for you or not. Uh, but, you know, since the end of April, he doesn't have one game where he's thrown more than five innings. He's averaged a tad under five for the year. Uh, that, you, you expect a lot more than that for a guy that was projected by the Cubs metrics department to be an outstanding pitcher because of the fact that he was leaving Coors Field. He had a 270 ERA on the road last year. And as you see, he is very difficult to hit. I mean, uh, his stuff moves like crazy, and he doesn't give up a lot of runs. Uh, you know, Joe Maurer, the exception, uh, he, he's usually getting himself into trouble with walks and high pitch counts rather than getting uh, hit over the head with tons of bases. It's, it's more about, you know, the command issue. And also, the one aspect that people probably don't talk much about, but the, the flat-footedness of the defense behind him when you have a pitcher – it just puts you to sleep on the mound. Do you think they're going to have to make a decision about adding a starter via trade before the deadline, yeah. before, at the deadline, before seeing Darvish out there? Yeah, I think so. I, I really do. Uh, because you, you have to fortify that. If it's not in your minor league system and you don't think Drew, Drew Smiley's going to be back uh, to be able to pitch a, a full load of, you know, every five days like they kind of planned and they, they hope he is, uh, you know, then you have to go after a guy um, like Shields or a guy like Gallardo with Texas, a, a fifth starter type that's not going to cost you much, but that, that can go out there and occasionally give you seven innings and surprise people. You know, if it's not going to cost you much, I think you have to try to fortify just in case. Even if, if it's a quasi-six-man rotation, you have a hot summer going. If it continues to be that way, you probably want to roll that direction anyways in August and early September for a while. So, uh, yeah, you have to fortify the Darvish position because you, you just don't know what you're going to get from him at all. Where do you think Darvish is right now in his rehab? I don't think he's anywhere. I mean, when I watched him on Monday, guys, he, he looked great, honestly. I, I know it was a Class A team, and you don't go by that. But other than his two-seamer, 
that got hit hard two or three times. Uh, he was crisp. He was uh, efficient. He only threw 17 balls in five innings. Um, he looked like a guy in midseason form, honestly. So now that you have this, you have the physical setback, and then what about the mental setback? What, what about the emotional side of, gee, I'm not ready. My arm doesn't feel right. I had surgery on this arm. Now it's sore. I mean, all that, uh, plus the fact that the guy has only pitched in eight starts for the Cubs, I, I don't know what you can count on here. I, my, my guess is he doesn't throw again until uh, the end of July or August 1st. Did you watch the Sammy Sosa interview this morning? I did not, but you know, I think I know everything I need to know about Sammy. Was there any revelations that you guys saw? I, that, I uh, no, no revelations. It's the same old thing. Uh, it was a batting practice bat, just about everything. Um, uh, the interesting part was he he ended up walking off set and stopped the interview because there was somebody pressing him on a question about steroids. Of course, yeah. Well, okay, good for him. You know what? He should just stop banging his head against the wall. <laughs> Sammy, you know, uh, I had a great relationship with him here. Uh, he was certainly, along with Harry Carey, one of the only reasons to come out to Wrigley Field for 10 years and be entertained. Uh, one thing you can always say about Sammy is he never took a play off. He ran out every play. He hustled. Uh, but he's his own worst enemy. And, uh, you know, Barry can tell you better than anybody because he covered the team at that time like I did and had an even stronger insight into it, uh, his, his teammates didn't like him because he was all about Sammy. And that, that's, you know, Barry, that just hasn't changed. You know, those comments about Ernie Banks that yeah. he's got a statue and I got nothing, you know, you know, what the F? I mean, where does that draw anybody into thinking that, you know, he belongs back here or that uh, the Ricketts family is going to uh, acquiesce and just, give in to what they were hoping he would do. I just, you know, Sammy's his own worst enemy at this point. He scored baseball insider Bruce Levine. You can follow him on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse and every Sunday morning on Hit and Run. Bruce, do you think the Kopech panic is over? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, the guy... um, the guy's going to be a good pitcher. Now, if you can tell me for sure if he's going to be a starting pitcher or a closer, uh, I'd like to know that. I don't think we know that yet, but he just might be suited to be, in 2020, the shutdown closer for the Chicago White Sox, who are the up-and-coming team in that division and battling uh, Cleveland for dominance in the American League Central. Uh, We don't know that. We know he has an electric arm. He's got really good stuff. You know, the command issue comes and goes like any young pitcher, but uh, I I think with, with his mentality and the kind of uh, brashness that he has, I think he'd be perfectly suited to be a closer, and why not? You're going to need a whole bunch of other starting pitching candidates to form uh, into that rotation before you're ready to compete. And it's not just Lopez and Giolito. You know, there's there's got to be three or four guys that we don't even know about at this point that make their, their way to the White Sox organization and have a breakthrough within the next couple of years. We've talked a lot about the plan with Jose Abreu, but what about Avi Garcia? Is he going to be here after the deadline? I can tell you guys this um, with certainty. Um, they were willing to listen for trades for Avi Garcia in the offseason, and they, they had no interest. 
Now, that's surprising considering he had 330, which was second in the American League last year. And uh, I think he was second in the league in assists. He did have his share of errors as well. Uh, but he's got a strong arm. He's uh, shown that he can still hit the ball. But uh, people aren't convinced that uh, he's worth a, uh, a high draft pick for a guy that doesn't necessarily hit a lot of home runs. So do you want a, a three or four hitter that hits 20 home runs and drives in 70? They're not sure that they can project him past that. And that's, that's probably the hang-up as to why a lot of people aren't interested in Avi Garcia. You would move him at this point, but – you have him under contract for another year. He's making six million this year. Probably make, you know, somewhere between seven and nine next year. Uh, is he better suited somewhere else? Probably, especially once uh, Jimenez rolls into town and they try to put him in right field. If indeed that's where he goes, and I imagine, uh, as we talked about last week and before, I don't see any reason why Jimenez isn't going to be up here by August first. Uh, they'd like to have that spot open for him. But, again, if it's not, uh, they'll hold on to him and uh, see what they can do in the off season. Bruce, what are you hearing about Dane Dunning? Not sure that, uh, you know, that, what, what, whether he's going to pitch more or not this year. Not sure about that. So I think they're still in the evaluation part of that um, situation. Not, not quite positive uh, how uh, this injury is going to impact him. So, Maybe we'll know a little bit more in the next week or so. He's an important pitcher. White Sox fans should pay attention to this because uh, there are high expectations for Dane Dunning. Speaking of high expectations, Lucas Giolito better his last couple times out. Dylan Covey, not so much. Sort of typical of young pitchers. Uh, this is yeah. this is something we, we talk about every single week on this show. It still surprises people when someone's good or someone's bad. It's just kind of the way it is. What have you seen from those two in their last four starts, respectively? Uh, Giolito and... And Covey. Covey. Yeah, Covey's backed up, obviously. Uh, you know, the command isn't quite as good. He, he looks so electric uh, for about three or four starts in a row. And Giolito's back to, you know, at least the last start, back to the pitcher he was, throwing strikes, um, going more uh, north and south with his delivery. By that, I mean, you know forward toward from the from the uh, rubber to home plate rather than more side to side with his delivery you know leaving the arm to the uh, you know to the side more than over the top so he, he you know this is a guy last year came up and I think only had seven walks and eight starts uh, that was the difference in him uh, again not a fantastic fastball but really good stuff so that when he uses his fastball to augment his breaking stuff, he's really good. Uh, I think, uh, you know, hopefully he's going to find that consistency along the way. There's there's not a lot of room for error when he starts walking people and missing the plate by, you know, seven or eight feet. I mean, it was, when it, when he loses it, it's he loses it quickly. Uh, Renteria told me last week, he said that uh, after the first inning of his start, two starts ago, when he walked a couple guys, he came in and he started getting down on himself throwing things, and Renneria came up to him and he said, Lucas, um, you're pitching today. You're going into the second inning. There's no time for this, you know. Gather yourself together. Go out there and pitch a great game for us. And, and that's what player development is at the major league level. That's when you have a really good manager who is a player development guy where you get, you re, you get the refocus of your player who is frustrated by the fact that he's not throwing strikes 
go back to being the baseball athlete that he needs to be on that given day. And, and it worked out. He got straightened out. Bruce, thanks so much for your time. Always enjoy it. Look forward to talking to you next week. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Bruce Levine, score baseball insider. You hear him every Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Joe, when we come back, we have some Cubs and Sox items we have to get to. Yes, I have a few. Yes. And we have some other uh, audio treats that Eli has for us. Uh, we will not discuss the Blackhawks signing of Cam Ward. And, I should uh, bring it up. What's that? As you bring it up. No, I, I, I'm not bringing up Cam Ward or Chris Kunitz. Uh, Thoughts we, on him for a sec. Go ahead. No, absolutely not. What, ha, what sport do they play? Da, 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 sorry. Who, who are these uh, people? We'll get to those things when we come What's back. What's your take on, on that? <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on them for a second? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I can remember getting up. You're getting ready for the Cubs game, and I was in the far south side of the city. And you look at Wrigley Field, and it was cloudy maybe on the south side, but the north side might have been pouring. And that used to always make me laugh. They'd play that song, and they'd have the backdrop of Wrigley Field, and they'd be pouring cats and dogs, and you'd be like, it's a beautiful day for a ball game. Hmm, I hope so. Let's go! Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you for a final 15 or 20 minutes here. As we wrap up Hit and Run for today, it's going to be another very hot one yeah. today at Wrigley Field. Wind, wind still howling out. Is it howling? So when does it become howling for you? Uh, 15 to 18. Is it 15? It wasn't that much yesterday. Well, when it's this hot, uh, very tough on pitchers. They're going to get tired quickly, and you're going to have a lot of offense. And John Lester has given up a lot of hard contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the ball is up at all, it's going to travel a long way, and then you run and back up third base. Did you see who was sent to AAA yesterday? No. John Gray. Wow. How about that? So John Gray gets sent down to AAA. He has a 5.77 ERA after 17 starts. His velocity was way down in his last start in, in the lower 90s. You just think about that moment in time five years ago, 2013 MLB draft. Number one, Mark Appel. Number two, Cubs are on the clock. Cubs fans screaming, get a starting pitcher, get that gray guy. They decide to draft Chris Bryant, and Colorado goes third and takes gray. I was looking at that draft, that entire first round, before you get the, the compensatory picks, entire first round, there is one all-star so far. One. Same, Chris Bryant Oof. sitting on the DL. I was one of those people. In the, I was one of those people saying they're going to get one of these monster arms. In the compensatory round, Aaron Judge was drafted. 
Yeah, that's uh How's the well, pal or Gray working out? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those that's one of those that Jason McLeod will always be remembered for. Yeah. Forever. It's your World Series. It's your World Series right there. That's your window that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, your window is all based on him. Mm-hmm. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Uh, we had some people on hold earlier, but Joe was completely out of control and took us off the subject. If you'd like to get back to what the What was the White subject? Sit- I would love to know. I have no idea. The 10 o'clock hour was a mess. If you want to check out the podcast, uh, it'll be up. Eli will post it right after the show. I have dismissed it from memory entirely. <laughs> so, one of my favorite segments from ever producing. Which just one? A 30 minute span of just <laughs> of craziness. What? Of what? What was it? Great question. Tim what Tebow. Was it? We had some okay, Tebow don't, stuff. Let's not relive it. <laughs> Jim okay? Riggleman left us and chaos ensued. <laughs> For some reason. No idea. I think we're fired. In fact, I'm not sure we're on the air. Yeah, I'd have taken us off. Yeah. If I, dra- if I, deal with the consequences. Okay, no, don't. Stop, don't. Stop. Don't. Stop it. This is not Rick Camp's fault. Eli just taking shots at people. Happy anniversary to Rick Camp, the pitcher. Yeah, I've had shots taken at me, so I fire it back. Dead or alive? I believe dead, Rick Camp, the pitcher. Will you, will you look that up, uh, Eli? Dead or alive, Rick Camp? <laughs> Talk about that not, for a second. Not, not, thoughts there for a sec. Let me hear. Is he dead or alive? What are your thoughts? I think he's dead. I'm thoughts pretty... there? What can you tell me on that? I said I think he's dead. Let me ask you a question. Oh, don't. Let me hear your thoughts on that for charity. Go ahead. I <laughs> start, Eli. Stop. Getting no. an apple taco like I've never seen the other. Okay. He's also nuts. Oh, I Burns. By the way, nuts brings nothing. Brings nothing. to Well, that he brings station. yelling. Eric Burns brings Yells nothing. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. That's uh, that's that's good, right? We like loud, like really loud. You, I love Eric Burns brings okay. nothing. Here, here's He's, a, he absolutely has no value. I agree with you. To a station that has so much value, the MLB I Network. I saw he Jason brings, Kendall on there the other day. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, Girardi is, is starting to get there, but he's such a good guy. He doesn't want to say anything bad about anybody. I love that you watch he's MLB like, Network. He's like, he's like, he's like Tommy. He, he's just not going to say anything bad about I him. can name any personality on MLB Network. It, it, there's no middle ground. For you, it's you love them or you hate all of them. Right? Um, well, except for like Tommy and Girardi. When you get them on something that... They're new, though. Like when you asked Girardi, uh, he did a segment on catching the other night that was spectacular. When you get Tommy talking about hitting, it is spectacular. Right. But you don't ask them about opinions on on specific people. They're not going to criticize anybody. But yeah, there's there's a lot of really really good, and there's some really terrible. Eric Burns is really terrible, really <laughs> terrible. Harold Reynolds, Harold, really terrible. Dan Plesac, phenomenal. Um, He's got the great little OPSs and the sluggings and all that nonsense. <laughs> what about nonsense. what about Brian Kenny? I think Brian Kenny's really entertaining. I just think he's trolling. So that's you how know? I feel about Russo. Yeah, I don't I know. You get a better deal. you get a better feel for same Russo deal. than I do. All right, who I else? Think. Who else is over there? Carlos Pena, phenomenal. Yeah. Smalls, when he I, talks about hitting, when Pena talks about hitting, really good, 
Really good. Smoltz, DeRosa. I mean, ask people about what they specialize Pictures in. Pictures are usually great. But you got to, you know, get – it's all about prompting them for, for you know, what they know, getting the best out of them. I've got – before we get out of here, i got to bring this up to you. Eli, uh, Rick Camp, yes or no? Dead or alive? Dead. Okay. That's in, what in I DC. said. In D.C. And what is the weather in D.C. today? It's got to be hot and humid. It's got to be really hot and humid. Somebody on Facebook asked me yesterday when I was promoting the show – What's the weather in D.C.? That jog guy on Facebook. Just like oh, every he kills post. Eli every time. Yes. He As he should. Every As post should. every post you make, it's you get Eli, Eli off sucks. the air or, yeah. or what's the weather. I agree. It's, he's that's not, a, he's it's not actually wrong. my fake account. It's, it's, that's Joe. It's your burner account. Your burner. <laughs> the, okay, I, I saw this, and I, I normally will not retweet the stupid – Okay, but I saw this and I had to hot and humid because it bothered me so much. Oh my Ninety-four God. degrees. Okay, uh, real me, feel. Get me to the end of the what's show. What's your real face? <laughs> I don't have that yet. You don't 90, have real 90, feel. I, I do have the Chicago weather though. Ninety degrees, oh wind blowing south yes. at uh, eighteen miles an hour. Eighteen. That's howling. Go 18. ahead. Eighteen. Yeah. See, I am. I am uh, interesting, Joe. I do provide stuff at times. Usually, the weather in DC is helpful, or Minneapolis for some reason. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. So this is making the rounds, and I was furious, and I think you will be angry as well. Oh no! You uh, liked it. You like it when I get. No, mad. we'll see. Maybe it's just something. It's just something dumb. But anyways, okay. So well, we like dumb. We so specialize in dumb. Only only tweets out. Mike Trout on pace four, 127 runs, 180 hits, 141 walks, 84 extra base hits, 47 home runs, 25 stolen bases, has an OPS of 1110. Hold on. Will you just do that again? Will you read those a little bit slower? Mike Trout on pace yeah. for 127 runs. Crazy. 180 hits. Good. 141 walks. Insane. 84 extra base hits. That's insane. 47 homers. 25 stolen bases. Okay. Here, here's, the, here's the really insane part. Cubs fan replies. Don't get me wrong, those are amazing numbers, but I would still rather have Javi Baez on my team. Trout is like the Todd Helton of this era. Great numbers, but boring as hell. Give me some El Ma over boring every day. Come on. Trout versus Baez. Give me your thoughts on that for a second. Your thoughts on that for a second. Thoughts on him for a sec. Go ahead. Really? Last game ever going to see, to see Harper or see Trout? I'm going to see Harper. And this guy would see Baez. Because this, he's more fun. This was who? Just a, Just a random a guy that makes Cubs fans look really bad. And I was so angry. I'm like, oh, man. Come on. Well, you know me, Joe. I'm 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 pretty mild mannered, and I, oh, I tend God. to just. You're screaming about somebody. I don't even know who they are during the break. The bottom, some guy. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Whole Foods. Every day is a good time to fire up the grill at Whole Foods Market. From fruits and veggies to meat and seafood, Whole Foods Market is the place to find the best variety. Shop Whole Foods today for all your grilling favorites. Whole Foods Market, whatever makes you whole. You have one more, don't you, Joe? Uh, sure. Always late. Was that on the air? Did he say that? Yes, that was on the air. Why he is just he ri- talking? He ripped you on the air? Wow. He didn't, I would not call that a rip. 
I would. Well, I don't really criticize him on the air ever. <laughs> Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern football coach Fitz and the Wildcats host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Illinois, and more this fall at Ryan Field. Season and single game tickets are on sale now at anewsports.com. So we, we spoke with Riggs earlier, and I don't know if this will lead into story time for Barry Rosen before we get out of here, but uh, Cubs playing the Reds next weekend in town for the first time this year. It's weird in the second half, and they haven't played the Reds here yet. But th- this was on the, the Reds' website that they are having here at Wrigley a, a Tom Browning's rooftop oh. replay event. Listen to this. This is on the website for for next Saturday, Cubs-Reds. It says, take Tom's advice and escape the craziness of baseball by sitting on the Cubby Bear rooftop outside Wrigley Field. 25 years after Browning's memorable wave, Tom will return with 50 guests. Purchase your tickets, blah, blah, blah. The rooftop barks, it's all inclusive. Uh, Take a photo with him, share a laugh, and say cheers to the 25th anniversary of Browning's rooftop visit. I just remember looking across the way and seeing his legs out over the edge. (laughs) <laughs> sitting on the wall. I bet you can find a picture of it. Google it right now. Yeah. A picture of him sitting on the edge of the roof with his legs dangling over the side in full uniform, by the way. You got to be kidding. I mean, you got to <laughs> be kidding. Holy Moses. What, right? are, what are the chances that happens today? Oh, man. I don't know what in the world is going on here. <laughs> Jerry Royce, his last season, do you remember the name Jerry Royce? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh uh, at the end, L.A., maybe even the White Sox at one point. I want to say so, yeah. His last year, I believe he was with the Dodgers, he came up to the press box in full uniform about an hour before the game and was just taking pictures from everywhere in Wrigley Field, like kind of a final tour sort of thing, which – you know, it's not something you see every day. That, so that's but stuck player, out, yeah. yeah, player in full uniform just walking around upstairs. Kind of odd. But yeah, I remember Browning. Wasn't he in full uniform? See any pictures, Eli? Did you Google that? I'm too busy looking at Tom Brenneman stuff. Okay. And I'll Google it. This is our last show He was ever, with the White anyway. Sox in 88 and 89 at the very end. Since this is our final show ever, I, gotta, I have to assume. Awesome. I have a full 4th of July weekend going on next week. Uh, let's see here. I'm Googling images of, of Tom Browning. Uh, yeah. There Are you he- kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses. What are you searching for? You keep playing the is. same thing. There he is. He's, uh, uh it's got, he's sitting on the edge, legs oh, over I the side it. in yeah. full uniform. <laughs> like a wow. beach, like a beach ball, sharp as a beach ball. My memory. It's so I'd say it's but funny. No, you could, but, the Reds are promoting an anniversary at Wrigley. It's fantastic doing that with him. But no, you couldn't. Your point before was you couldn't do that anymore. Oh couldn't have gosh. any. You couldn't have any fun like that anymore. Eli, uh, audio uh, audio thrillers from this week. John Cruck, speaking of uh, of the commissioner and trying to prevent shifts. Three infielders on the right side. Did you watch a game last night? I Bits did. Bits and pieces. Yeah. It was brought up during the telecast about Major League Baseball's looking into ending shifts or yes. modifying shifts. Right. Absolute joke. 
Wait, wait, wait. I can't hit a slider, so no one can throw me a slider anymore? What the heck? Yeah, the only reason I think that people started to uh, talk about it more was because Rob Manford, the president of Major League Baseball, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, brought it up in a conversation. So, you know, whether there's smoke, there's fire. Well, I, hope this one burns. Last night. I hope this one burns out. That's a joke. So now you're going to tell him, look, you can't put someone, even though that's where he's going to hit it or where you think he's going to hit it, you just can't put a guy there anymore. Really. I mean, like telling Tony Gwynn, we're going to put someone in that 5-6 hole over there, but you can't hit it up the middle because there's no, not going to be anyone there. Give me a break. <laughs> I can learn how to hit the ball. I think that's the big thing. Let me hear your thoughts on that. Fire away. He's correct. I, I think any sort of attempt to outlaw that is really dumb. You know, I mean, if a team is smart and a hitter is dumb, then a team should take advantage of that. And if it, if a hitter is too dumb to take advantage of that, that's his problem. What? I'm looking at his timeline, and he's responding to someone that tweeted him. Who is? How much, John Cruck, how oh. much do you hate Joe Carter? <laughs> and he said, I don't hate Joe at all. He's a great guy. I I'm thinking about Joe. you. Yeah. I hate Joe Cook. <laughs> I know you <laughs> for his broadcasting with the Cubs and no, for no, I don't even. I don't even care about that. It's it's the uh, it's the walk off in Game Six, which I see every week. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much. That's known as a Carter in my world. Any bad beat is a Carter. And uh, there was also uh, Larry Anderson. Is he uh, a color guy for the Brew or for the uh, Phillies these days? This is Larry Anderson. Morgan has the sign from Knapp. He comes set. He kicks the 2-2. Swinging a ground ball up the middle. Hernandez can't get it. The game is tied on a single by Colton Wong. It's 4-4 here in the top of the ninth inning. And the Phillies' bullpen woes continue. Nearly coughing one up in the ninth inning yesterday and doing so here this evening. Not everybody can pitch in the ninth inning. And I know Gabe Kapler thinks they all can, but they can't. And he's right. Larry Anderson is correct. Mm -hmm. And there's no metric for that. Some guys are afraid and some guys aren't. Some guys can handle the moment and some guys can't. I've heard Ed Farmer talk about it countless amount of times, and that's a guy that did have experience mm -hmm. doing that. It's it's not all the same. I know you want to treat all 27 ounces the same. A lot of people do. But those last three are not the same. You want the ball in the hands of some guys in the fourth, uh, late in the fourth quarter hmm. of a basketball game or late in the fourth quarter of a football game, or you want certain guys standing over the ball uh, in a major golf championship, uh, you know, uh, going down the stretch. Some people can handle it. Some people cannot. It's just the way it is. Not everybody's the same. Because well, we're talking about humans here. Right. And that, that's the part that people forget about sometimes. or They don't want to put any validity in it. Which is ridiculous. Well, but I, I think we're also, it's weird time in baseball. We're learning things still in 2018 about are some of the things that we've thought for so many times myths or are they reality? Well, it's always going to be that way. I mean, baseball is hard. Baseball is hard. Playing the game is hard. Pitching is hard. Hitting is hard. And we're always you're you're always going to be learning the people who are really 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 good at it, people like Rizzo and Epstein and McLeod. They'll tell you if you think you got it figured out, you Please. are a, you are about to get punched in the face. Yeah, Joe. No question. We are what Eli? Can I give one quick White Sox note? 
Please. Luis Robert placed on the DL retroactive to Friday for a thumb injury. He was fielding a baseball against the wall, and that's how he injured it. Uh-huh. Eli, you have uh, you have 20 seconds to tell us something about the White Sox minor leagues. What well, would you? Dane Dunning, I have news on him. Okay. He is out uh, six to eight weeks uh, with that sprayed elbow. So and then for some bullpen options as well, uh, Zach Birdie, a three six six coming back from the injury from last year with eight saves in 12 opportunities. And that he'd have it. funny. All right, that's enough. What what is happening? What what am I missing? I'll tell you later. Oh jeez, the you. audience loves. Just that. play the music, Eli. Because what is, is this is our last show. So thank you to everyone who's <laughs> listened think it's really over the these last ten years. Might be. It's been fun. I'm sure we're fired, and we should be. Time for thank yous <laughs> to Eli Hershkovich. Great job producing. Thanks to our guests, Mike Rizzo, Jim Riggleman, Scott Miller, and Bruce Levine. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting. Now, Moore is over there chirping at Amir Garrett. He doesn't have anything to do with anything. Oh, uh, we're get- making a bad boy chase his bat around. If we are on the air next week, we're going to get uh, Bredeman. It'll be great. Well, all right. I'll, I'll get him on next week. No, I meant we're going to have audio because he's yeah, going to be yelling about the Cubs. I'll get him on the show. Most of all, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you spending some of your Sunday with us. Stay tuned now for the Cubs pregame show starring Zach Zaidman and featuring Joe Madden, Jim Hickey, Len Casper, and Ron Coomer. Then it's Cubs baseball with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. Right here on the radio home of the Chicago Cubs, Lance Lynn and John Lester. The wind is howling. It is hot. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody. Hasta la vista, baby! I carpool with McGowan to the ballpark in the morning. McGowan! Are you kidding me? Wow. Holy Moses. How about that for a sec? So long, everybody. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.